Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event management company on the cutting edge of trends. Now, let's talk tech. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Event Tech Podcast. That gentleman over there is the highfalutin Will Kern of Endless Events. <laughs> and that man over there is the doubtful Brand Kruger of Event Technology Consulting. Hi highfalutin? Highfalutin. Oh, okay. What does that mean? That's 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 like an old Westy uh, word for like for like uh, kind of uh, oh. upper crust, like you're oh. highfalutin, you're pomp pompous, pompous, yes, <laughs> pompous or pretentious. Get your highfalutin <laughs> words out of here. <laughs> I love that. That's a really good one. That's probably one of the best ones I've heard in like a year. <laughs> highfalutin. It's good. Highfalutin. Uh, well, what we talk about today? What we got on the docket? <laughs> All right. So, so recently, you and I were were on the podcast together, and we you kind of threw threw something out, and I kind of half jokingly said, "I think that would make a good uh, podcast topic." And the more that I thought about it, the more that I sat on it and rolled it around, I was like, "Actually, that would make a really good podcast topic." <laughs> and so we were talking about um, Peloton. And how how you had gotten into how Peloton. you held for me for a year that you had had a Peloton and I didn't even know I, I hid from you I didn't I just I didn't hide it I just didn't you know offer it um, that and so but the more that I thought about it and and, and really rolled it around and then you and I kind of discussed it uh, you know leading up to the podcast um, there really is a lot so so I want to take a moment for us to just kind of talk through what event profs can learn from Peloton. And I'm also going to put in the caveat of, I've also been doing a lot of work with Atful Fitness Plus. Okay. Um, and I think there's a lot in there as well. So cool. so we might be bouncing back and forth between the two of them. But a lot of them also have similarities, uh, I All think, right. which is interesting as well. The fact that so many of these things cross over between both apps. Yeah. And uh, I've, I have no experience with Apple Fitness Plus, so you guys will only hear from the Peloton side of me. But I definitely like love Peloton. So like, I'm a fanboy for sure. So this is going to be a lot of fun to to kind of dive into. So should we start with the obvious stuff that we think that everyone's going to think that we're going to talk about on the Event Tech Podcast, right? Like production, technology, and then dive into the mo some yeah. of the more uh, a softer side of things. I think that sounds great. Um, so let's let's start with let's start with production because I think that's a little bit smaller of a section because the technology is obviously like ever stretching. So you know um, when we whenever people talk about like hybrid events, I tell them like you just need to look at Peloton. Like look how Peloton does it, and it you know your event basically needs to be very similar to that. But instead of replacing someone on a bike, you know uh, yelling at you to crank up your resistance or bring this cadence down, whatever it may be. You're instead bringing on educational content and things like that. But I, I've always loved their production value. Like you get on and it feels premium and it makes you want to come back. And when the times where it doesn't work and the, or the production value is a little bit more lacking, you're like almost surprised because it's just so high quality all the time. And I'll be honest with you. I hadn't even thought about the fact that this was a hybrid event. Mm -hmm. and, and until you mentioned it, and it's it, it's really funny because it it ticks off almost all of my boxes of of what constitutes a hybrid event. So so for those that don't know, you know, obviously a lot of the Peloton you're on a, you're on a bike. It's an exercise bike, and it's got a big giant built in uh, built in. Essentially, it's an Android tablet, but that's irrelevant. Um, and you're <laughs> able to uh, either do classes on demand, um, but they actually they do live classes as well. And so when you're part of the live class 
as an at-home participant, you're working just as hard as everyone that's in the room. Uh, so they actually have a live studio with real people in the room. That was, uh, you know, there was a damper put on that during during pandemic, during COVID. Yeah. But prior to and now again, they've got a room full of people also on bikes. And they're, they're creating connections between you, the person at home, and them, the people in the room. The, 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 the instructor is calling out people in the room by name. You know, congratulations. You're Brent Kruger, 1,000 rides today. Happy exactly. birthday, Will Curran. As well as the people at home, right? So there's equal footing there between the people that are in the room. It's not the same experience, which we talk about all the time, mm -hmm. but it is roughly equivalent experience in that there's things that the people at home get that the people in the room don't get. But the people in the room are in the room with the actual exactly. instructor and all of the energy and the music and stuff that goes along with that and being in a group activity. So it really is a pretty darn good analogy to call it a hybrid event or maybe it just is a maybe it's not even an analogy maybe it is actually a <laughs> it hybrid, is hybrid event. event right 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 so so it's 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 fascinating so that's one of the interesting things about it is that especially in the live classes they're they're really trying to make it feel like one thing which 100%. is something that i've been hammering on a lot lately when it comes to hybrid events is that it's all one event you feel like you're part of the same event not just a witness, a passive observer of something that's going on live. I'll, I'll add in too that like, I mean, this is a question I'll ask you, have you ever, and maybe this is just my only my experience, so I, I might be going on a limb if this is a really bad analogy, but have you ever had it where you've been on the bike at home and you're like, oh, I really, did you ever feel FOMO that you wish you were in the class? Cause like for me, like I'm okay with actually being at home. So I think that's where like it just adds so much value as a as a uh, virtual attendee that I'm like oh I'm totally cool with the idea of like being at home. Granted, like I think when you first get the bike, I remember the guy installing it was like you have to go to the studio and it's totally different. So I don't know if it's one of those things where like once you go you feel totally different and you crave it then at that point. But I've I've been totally cool with the idea of just continuing to be an at home Peloton rider. It's you know what I think. I think it's it is an, it is a good analogy, and I think it is something that we're going to see more and more of moving forward in events. Is people who are like, I want to participate, I want to be part of this group, I want to be part of this community, but I don't want to leave my house. And for me, that was one hundred percent part of mm -hmm. the decision. So uh, it was you know without going into too much detail, but because it's not that interesting. But you know, basically, my wife had the gym membership, and she was like, I was thinking about doing the Peloton thing, and I looked at it, at it as in two different ways. One, it was less expensive than the gym membership. Yeah. And then two, I was like, well, and then I can use it too. So, you oh, yeah. know, so you get double bang yeah. for your buck because you get free, exactly. you get free memberships for anyone who uses the physical bike. So you can have your kids do it. All Exactly. Like exactly. So, so it was one of those things that for me, it was a no brainer because it was less money. And if I use it great, if I don't also good, because it was less money. Um, and I wound up using the heck out of it. Um, and, and I, I tend to bounce back and forth between the treadmill and, a, and the bike and the treadmill actually isn't connected to Peloton. So that's neither here than there. <laughs> my <laughs> point being is that I absolutely in the in the was the equivalent of what we're seeing now with events people uh, attendees being like I want to be a part of that thing I want to participate I don't want to go to the gym yes. I don't want to be in a group of sweaty other people yeah. I just want to be me I want to focus and do my thing and and leave the rest of the leave the in-person experience to those who want to be a part of the in-person experience totally and um I'm a bridge into technology. And I'm going to come back to production, but I think one part of the technology piece of it too is like for me, it was Arizona's hot, Phoenix is hot. I don't want to go out in the summer. 
I do need to work out and I, and I had a gym downstairs too, but like, I also didn't want, I'm not motivated enough to just to work out on my own and build a workout routine. My girlfriend on the other hand is killer at it. She's amazing at it. I'm not, but what I think that adds to is like this cohesive technology of just like everything, just coming together and bringing everything together in one and making a very, very simple package. It's very like Apple-esque in some ways, right? You, you, you decided to do this and it's super simple. Um, but yeah, back back to the I think the production value. Like you mentioned that you know, the, the, and what's interesting again, like if you haven't experienced a Peloton, like I'm sure one of your friends has one, right? Ask them if you know sometime that you can go and. I don't know if you, it's kind of weird to say like, can I watch you work out? But like, <laughs> hey, can you boot up a class and show right. me how this all works? Yeah. Because I think it's super duper interesting. Now, everyone who has a Peloton is going to be like, oh, aha, aha. Like, I hope this is a lot of ahas for everybody. But again, if you haven't experienced this, the, we're going to try our best to try to recap these things. But a lot of it is you have to kind of see it to understand it, I think, in some ways. And I'm, I apologize because I hate that. It's like, it's like, being yeah. like oh, yeah, you know, yep. you, you'll know oh, you it's like when it. you, yeah, you which, can. Yeah, which I have not been evangelizing about i mean that's that that's kind of how you like you said how did you how did you tell me yeah, how yeah you you're really good i didn't it. i didn't want to be that guy um <laughs> you know just so to round out just the, the production quality and things like that i think it you know yes check it out because these are full studios with full lighting multiple you know, cameras effects, multiple camera angles moving cameras so mm. that it's you know it keeps you interested it keeps you you know they they clearly have like tally lights if we really want to get into the weeds like clearly yeah, there's it. tally lights so that the instructors know which camera is being used at any given time because you'll see them like look up realize oh we're on a different camera right now and you know switch over to that camera most of them are really good about it too like seamless so like they almost can, like anticipate it too like yes. they almost know what the pattern is we're gonna go to three we're gonna go to two. and it's possible they do have uh, earphones in so it is That's possible true. that they could be feeding that to them but you know there's so much going on with them talking nonstop, and you know one of the rules of in-ear monitors is try not to talk to the person when they're <laughs> talking um so it's possible they're going. We're going to camera three, but I doubt it. I think it's just more think awareness. Just that good. Yeah. yeah, awareness. Yeah. They're that good. Uh, I think one interesting thing about it too is, and this is a hot debate within the Peloton community about production value, but like the shout outs you're talking about, like some people hate it. Some people want them like not to talk. In fact, I, I was on the subreddit for Peloton. Someone's like, <laughs> if you go and do the German classes, it's great because you have no idea what they're saying. So you can focus on the music, you know? Um, but what's cool about from a production value standpoint, and this is maybe something to think about with your event is they allow different audio mixing. So you can mm. actually choose to have more music more instructor you can turn it up you can turn it down um which is just super duper cool because then it allows you like if you're really like i have some rides where i'm like this is like these are some of my favorite songs i want to like turn this person out or like i was doing a jess king class today uh and she's a little intense for me i know that's crazy to sound that someone could be too intense for will but she just so comes really high energy and i'm like i'm more like a casually motivate me person so i was like more music less jess king <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but no, it's I think a great that's... point that I'd forgotten about. That, 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 yeah, I mean, giving the audience the ability to do their own audio mix oh is brilliant. God, so, so cool, so cool. Um, and yeah, the camera quality. The camera quality. The thing most big for me. One interesting thing too, you'll see, is that what's happening over the course of, I think, right now, is that they're also changing up their sets. So you can actually tell the difference over time how their sets are changing. So, and I'm really kind of sad about this because I actually use this as an example. So one of their sets or I think up until maybe a couple months ago, they had mirrors in the background. And I thought this was the coolest idea ever. They put mirrors behind the instructor, so when the camera's looking in, 
you actually see the reflection of the of the people in there, but barely. Like you see the silhouettes of other people biking inside of it. And I think it looks really, really cool. It reminds you that this is hybrid, that there's an audience there. They don't ever do like shots where they cut to the audience biking. They don't go to like John who's over there and he's sweating his butt off and, you know, highlight on him. They're always focused on the instructor. Um, but then now this new studio set is actually flat background and has colors. It looks beautiful. It looks fantastic. But I almost missed the mirror. And I'm almost wondering, this maybe we'll have to get like the Peloton people on like event icons to pick their brains about this. But I'm wondering if they did that because they weren't sure when the next pandemic was happening. And it was definitely awkward when you look at some classes because sometimes it's empty and there's no one there. Granted, again, it's still high quality for me. So I really like it. Um, but it, 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 you definitely notice there's sometimes people are there and sometimes they aren't there. So I thought that was just interesting. High, high quality no matter what, but like I really love that mirror, how you could like see the other people working on. You're like, oh, yeah, there's people here with me doing this. Very much. Um, you touched on, you know, so you mentioned, Jess King, so you mentioned a name. And I think that actually keys into one of the points that I had written down of, of things to talk about today. And that is just the personalities. So on both um, Fitness Plus, uh, which is Apple's product, and Peloton, like it's a weird sort of thing that that they have chosen their personalities so well, mm -hmm. and of course this is what this is what these people's jobs are, right? So it's like when you have a really good moderator, right? You know, you're just you're right there with them, and that has been one of the fascinating things to watch and why people can be a little tribal and a little evangelistic about the experience is because they feel like they know these these the personalities of these of these instructors because especially when you're doing it every day and if you like zero in on like the instructor that you like the most they're constantly dropping bits of their life uh, as they're going along, they're telling the story of, you know, what they used to be and how they used to be. And, you know, maybe they used to be overweight, but then at some point they changed their mind. And, they did, and you get little bits and chunks of their lives. And that was especially true during the early days of the pandemic when they sent everybody home, basically. And they they still did it. Yeah. They still did they the show. Like in they their still, houses too, right? Yeah. From their homes, from their, uh, you know, from their living rooms, you know, they just, they managed to get you know, a bike home to every instructor. And so they still went ahead there. I think they were only down for like maybe a week um, before they went back to doing live classes from people's homes. And to the point where they busted a couple of the instructors on Peloton and figured out they were living together because it was the same, it was the same set, but they changed, like they moved like the tchotchkes around. <laughs> like, you know, so the, they, know they figured that. out. Yeah, so it was like they, but people finally, and like they changed the lighting and they changed like the tchotchke, tchotchkes around in the background. But people were like, those are the same shelves as the other person's. And they're like, yeah, they're, they're dating, they're, they live together. Um, but that's, that's awesome. but my point being is that these, they've intentionally chosen mm -hmm. personalities. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, they have to be good at their jobs as the actual like instructors of these things, but there's so much about the personalities. And when we look at our events, you know, someone can be the best subject matter expert in the world. I mean, they are the form of, and sometimes you want that person, right? No, no matter what, no matter what their presentation style is. But man, you have to pay attention, I think, to the personality of their of your presenters and who they are, how they relate to the audience, because the actual knowledge will only carry you so far. That's such a good point, Brant. Like I'm, I'm thinking about now too, like they, they do a really good job too, having diff, uh, a diverse amount of talent too. So like 
so I and one important thing to know too is like Peloton's very music driven too. So we'll get the I'll get this out of the way. Is that like each instructor also has their own music taste? And in fact, some instructors use songs reoccurringly too. So they'll be like, "This is my favorite song to stretch to." So there you hear like, you know, um, massive attack teardrops. Like I hear that song all the time while I'm stretching. But like, so you kind of get a t taste of music taste. So like when I was first starting, I was like, I don't know who my instructors are, and I found out one of them, Hannah Frankson's really into drum and bass, a lot of dubstep, and that's the kind of music I'm into. I love working out too. So I found her. Ben Aldis is one of hers. But these like they become like that's the quite that's ironically. I think if you ever ask somebody who has a Peloton, you say, Oh my gosh, you have a Peloton. First question, who are your go-to instructors? You know, and I and I'm I, I mean, maybe it's just me, but like I judge people based on like they'll be like, Oh yeah, blah blah, <laughs> this and this and that. And I'll be like, Oh yeah, but it's interesting. I've never met somebody who's into the instructors I am. But it's also, you know, they don't do any classes, they're all they're both British, so you know, they're very much on the British time zone of things. But it's it's very interesting. Like it become this deep connection. And I, if I remember right, I think I've read a couple of Reddit threads where people say, like, why do you choose Peloton? It's people would say it's, it's a lot of it's ironically, you have great technology, great production value. But the thing that people come back to is the instructors and their relationship with them, which like when's the last time you said you had a relationship with a presenter or an MC at your event? Like very rare. Right. Right, right. You know, you touched on um, diversity, and I want to put a pin in what we traditionally mean when we talk about diversity and just expand a little bit and then come back on that. So one of the things that you just hit on there, though, is the diversity of content. Yes. So not, you know, not just the diversity of the actual instructors themselves, but the diversity of content that both of these services have a, a depth of content. You know, we talk about Peloton the bike, but but with you know, over two years ago at this point, they were already offering other types of classes, strength training classes, running, stretching, stretching classes, yoga, running, yeah, meditation. Even exactly, they had released their own version of the tread, which will come, the treadmill, which we'll come back to. Um, but you know, a, a diversity of content so that there really was truly something for everyone. And so, any time I found myself getting bored. Which, which, you know, anytime you're trying to do an exercise routine, mm -hmm. sometimes it's very easy to to get bored. I'm like, you know, so I'll try one of the hit classes today. I'll try one of the arm, you know, toning classes today or something along those lines. And was able to always find something new and different on both of the of those platforms um, where you can just bounce around and... Uh, so, so yeah, just diversity of content is something that I think we can take away from it. Being able to have, uh, really, truly something for everyone. Well, it starts to like almost take on this, like, again, I, I think Peloton and Apple have a lot of comparisons and that's why I think also the Apple fitness Peloton marriage of, of conversation is so relevant, but it's like, it reminds me a lot of the, the relationship I had with Apple, which is like, you start with the iPhone and then it grows to something <laughs> else. Right. So for yeah. me, I bought the bike. I remember I had no idea what classes to do. I got told the guy was like, do Alex. Alex's classes that kicked my butt and I was not a big fan of Alex but then I found Hannah got really into it and yeah and then you start to kind of get bored and then I was like oh yeah let me try this different class oh let me try this different structure then I found it I could search by artist so I started finding classes that had my favorite music playing that were instructors I wasn't used to and then like when I uh, and this most recent sprint has been like basically since Christmas until you know now we're in April now I've been working out almost every single day I'm now doing st uh, stretching I'm now doing strength training I'm doing core workouts and 
it's it just creates this like hook into it where now like I dropped my headspace because now I use Peloton meditation, right? Like I don't have the need to want to go to a gym because now I've gotten used to the strength training classes that they they do. And it's hooked me in now where it's not just one single, it's not just the bike, it's an ecosystem that you get into. And I think a lot of planners can very benefit from that. They You start by going to the event, then you end up coming to, you know, the webinars, then you end up joining, you know, the, the networking groups, and there's a mastermind. Like you almost have to build out this ecosystem of community that you end up pulling in. And I think that's really what's going to latch you know, Peloton in. I see it all the time on Reddit. People are like, oh, Peloton raised prices by $10 a month. I said, no one's going to leave. They're going to they're <laughs> right, say, right. yeah, here's more money, you know? Right. Yep. Yep. It's, it's, I think that's a great, uh, another great analogy between what, you know, between the, the, the Peloton, the Fitness Plus and events is, is that exactly that idea. We've been talking more and more over the course of this last year about 365 engagement, about how do we keep people engaged 365. And that's how you do it is you suck them in with the one thing and then you get the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing. And it's a variety of content. It's a, it's why, that's why there's no either or on in-person versus digital, uh, uh, you know, you can do, you know, online, 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 big in-person event, online, hybrid event. You know, you can work your way through the year having all of these things and really creating that ecosystem around your brand, around your organization, around your association um, is, is a fantastic way of putting it. Yeah, definitely. Um Man. Should we get back yeah. to the regular, the, 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 the more traditional thoughts on diversity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. So we talked about like presenters and how they're literally, literally the content's diverse. They're literally diverse. Let's, let's get deeper into, cause I, the, like maybe I'll add one thing. This kind of popped on. I was thinking about it that we need to mention too, is that like their style in which they present, they teach and present and talk. I talked about like Jess Kings comes in really intense. Right. And some people want to turn up and turn down, but they're all so different. That's one thing I, I think is always cool. Like I, I loved when I found like I think like Bradley Rose was one that I was really interested in because I was looking for like uh, some like punk kind of like get into my angsty teen years. And I found him and I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy is so different than Hannah Frankson. It is amazing. But I know you have a lot more thoughts about like the diversity of everything, too, which I think is just incredible. Yeah. The, the best diversity and inclusion experts out there say it's not actually what we think about as traditional diversity. So it's not about just a diversity of gender or race or anything like that. But it's more importantly, a diversity of thought and getting people from different backgrounds and different styles is exactly that. So not only is there, you know, the more traditional kinds of diversity that we think about when we think about DNI is, you know, so across both platforms, there's tremendous diversity in race and gender. And but then also uh, also style, like you say, there's different styles. There's people that are more into dance music, more into hip hop, more into rock, more into punk, more into, you know, so there's a tremendous amount of, of style differences as well. So not only, you know, the stereotypical diversity that we talk about when we talk about diversity and inclusion, but also actual diversity of thought and style as well. And I think it's going to be important too that people, when they think about this, if you have a smaller conference or meeting or something, you might be thinking to yourself like, I don't have that many speakers to kind of choose from, but I think that we're getting to this day and age where people appreciate more of difference than they appreciate more of the same. Um, so I think that whatever you do, like definitely go for that, that, that fact, try to do things differently because people will latch on. And I would rather walk away from a conference and fall in love. I would say in those terms with a presenter because they were totally different than anything I've ever seen. They really blew my mind and I got one good session than to get, 
you know, the same thing across all of them, and they just end up being kind of mediocre too. So I think in terms of not only the traditional DEI, but also, yeah, the levels of quality that end up coming in too. Um, and then, you know, what, you know, the I part of that, right, inclusion uh, leads into... Oh my uh, gosh, yes. Leads into accessibility. Yeah. And yeah. So, so the fact that we have inclusion, so we'll start just again on the presenter side, um, you know, on Fitness Plus, uh, they've had, and also on Peloton, they've had multiple... Uh, uh, pregnancies of, of trainers who, who go, you know, all the way through. They, can, they keep working out. They keep right there. They explain the differences so that if you also happen to be pregnant, mm -hmm. you can modify as well, uh, you know, depending on, you know, how far along you are and things like that. Um, one of the trainers uh, on Apple Fitness Plus is, a, is an amputee. is missing one of, uh, uh, from the so knee cool. down on one of his legs. And that dude is the biggest, buffest, baddest, <laughs> do bleepity bleep in the world like and and it's it's so it's wonderful from an inclusion standpoint so if you also happen to be pregnant or if you also happen to be an amputee or something along those lines it's like man that guy can do it so can i but then also if if I, if i'm not a person with a disability that can also be motivating Mm -hmm. To the point of like, look, if that dude can get up and, and work out and be hard, you know, I can do it too. Um, that kind of thing. And Or if, if Bettina can get up there and she's, you know, eight months pregnant, or <laughs> probably not eight, but, you know, <laughs> but you, know, uh, you know, can be many months pregnant and, and still working harder than I do on an average, you know, Thursday morning. Maybe I should try a little harder as well. So it's motivational on a lot of different levels yeah. uh, to people who are in similar circumstances, but then people who might not also be in similar circumstances. And then on that, that, that inclusion and accessibility then tracks through into the audience as well. So oh, one, 100%. you're seeing modeling of, you know, people that are different than me, going back to the diversity that we talked about as well. Um, or maybe modeling of people who I don't, you know, maybe I don't see someone like me in movies and television and places like that. So I get to I get to have positive modeling as well. Um, but to then to kind of bring it back into the technology of accessibility, I've been super impressed to watch on the Apple Fitness Plus side their attempts uh, at accessibility. Um, Every single one of the trainers has been instructed in basic uh, American Sign Language. Um, oh, wow. And they start and end uh, each training session with basic, you know, hello, welcome, thank you at the end, all in sign language. And it's it's seamless. It's almost it's almost like part of the the stretching and the things like that. They just they wow. just do it um, and to the point where I think I was several several in before I really noticed that, oh, wow, they all do that. And they all do it on every single program. Um, so including Very that, cool. but then in the, on the technology side, you know, we're used to an online world after two years of being online, the idea of captioning, like that's kind of the most basic level of accessibility that a lot of events are dealing <laughs> with. And that's really unfortunate. Um, so not only do they have captioning, but they've really thought through a lot of various types of disabilities uh, so that people who might have low vision there's there's not just um you know the audio that comes along with the fitness program but there's an enhanced audio that they don't want it to be too much but basically it says in there whenever the instructor shows uh, 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 an exercise or a way of doing that but doesn't explain it we will put it in this track and oh, wow. so there's a separate audio feed that includes 
ex, you know, explanations, verbal explanations of what's going on, uh, where the instructor might only be showing what's going on. And oh. then they've they've got another track that's like full on full audio description uh, track of going. On. So it's kind of like the basic level of audio uh, enhancement, and then like a full on you know enhanced audio, uh, full audio. Um, I'm blanking on the terminology. I apologize. Um, but that 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 is like the full on descriptive audio. I think uh, is what it is. So really trying to think through all of the different possibilities of combined, you know, a person with maybe low vision or a person with hearing issues, um, you know, and working on trying to account for each and every one of those. Wow. That's crazy. That's, that's pretty incredible. I mean, just to be able to have those options available to people is just like, yeah, absolutely mind blowing um, when it comes to it. Uh, well, I was going to talk more about the general accessibility for, for people who can't really work out. But um, was there anything else that related to accessibility before I like kind of bring it back to like the like the um, yeah, like more about general accessibility for making people feel welcomed and part of uh, the, the community in some ways? I think a lot of it is just forethought as opposed to afterthought, like being proactive about it as opposed to waiting uh, to be told, you know, hey, what about us? Um, nobody yeah. wants to be put in that position. And so trying to be proactive about really, truly thinking about all of the different types of attendees that you might have at your event, um, rather than waiting for someone to contact you with a, you know, uh, a request on a form somewhere that says, mm -hmm. I need special considerations for something. So cool. So one of the things I think about, like when it comes to inclusivity is this is something that Peloton's done really well. And I, I, I found this randomly, again, like I found a lot of stuff on the Peloton subreddit, but it was talking about like the Peloton standards, right? And first thing is I think that you'll notice is like their branding standards are like amazing, right? Like everybody's always wearing Peloton clothes. Everything's super Peloton, right? They talk the same way. They just dress everybody the same way. But one interesting thing is that, and I never noticed this until I saw a subreddit, was like, what words are like off limits? How are they allowed to describe and motivate you? So one thing that's interesting about Peloton is they're not allowed to say things like, yeah, work out to burn fat. Oh, yeah, we want you to, like, lose weight. It's about, like, feeling good. It's about, you know, the effort that you make. It's about, you know, like, they, they say similar things like, hey, mo half the battle is just getting on the bike. Great job. You know, like, that. and uh, one interesting thing I think they do is I notice all instructors will be like, hey, I want you to turn that resistance up to, like, 10. You can do it. And they're like, but if you can't do it, it's totally okay. And it's like, it's very interesting because what it's done is that in a place that's all about motivation and pushing you to your limits and achieving this next level of fitness that you want to get, they also find a way to make it not feel um, threatening to not feel that you are not a part of this thing and that if you're struggling, that it's okay. Um, so I think that's one really interesting thing I think too is that like, probably all events can adopt is like, I believe there's probably, and I'm sure it exists on the internet, is probably there's a Peloton like off limits word guide or something like that, that they're told that like, you can't say this word, you can't say this, you have to say this, this is what you mean instead. And I think that could be adopted a lot to events, right? Like it, usually the only time you hear as a presenter that you can't talk about something is like the, if you're presenting the day after an election or some major events happened recently and they're like, we don't want you talking about that. But like for the most part, when we like I, I know you and I know is like when we go to speak, we kind of get a debrief and they're like they kind of trust us to do everything. But if you want to create the level of consistency that Peloton has, right, 
like you might need to consider adding more level of control when it comes to it. Um, and, I was, and, and maybe having more speakers come back regularly that fall within that versus being the, I know you and I always joke about it, the, the events that say, oh, you come present once and we never have you come again. It's like, well, maybe that's not always the best thing to do. So we're, we're, <laughs> we're rotating out some of our veteran speakers, I believe yeah. is how it was phrased. Uh, um, you know, it, it, to exactly your point, you know, what was interesting to me when I first started is, is by the way, swearing is not one of the things that they're not allowed to do. Oh, yeah. I was really yeah. blown away by yeah. that, you know, because Peloton's got a little bit of an image, uh, you know, and I was really surprised when I got in there and found, you know, not... Well, it depends on the, again diversity, right? <laughs> yep. Depends on depends on the instructor. That some, I mean, some are dropping f bombs in there, and I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be that kind of party. Um, <laughs> and then others, not so much. So it really does depend. And, and so I think, yeah, like you say, it's interesting that there's certain things that they clearly don't say, and yet you know that's part of it because that can be motivational. That can be part of of uh, you know who you want to be. You know, it's interesting on the event side as we think about this. What it's got my head doing is saying, okay, not only uh, you know when you think about your organization, when you think about your either a corporate group or association or something along those lines, making sure then that not only do you have the really advanced stuff, but making sure you account for rookies, that you've got 101 level stuff. Um, I, I agree completely. When I first started, you know, clicking on the beginner things, I was never felt like I was being pushed too far. I was never felt like I was being dropped into something really confusing that I couldn't understand. And same, same on the Fitness Plus side, where they really do a good job of like, no, if you're just getting started, that's okay. You know, do what you can. If you can't do it, no big deal, you know, but you know, you'll, the more you do it, the more you'll be able to do it kind of stuff, nice. but never in any way feeling inadequate or what I was doing. I was never going to be able to get this stuff. And translating that to events, I think is important, you know, being able to have not only the advanced stuff for the people that have been doing it for 20 years, but also having that entry level, Hey, this can be confusing when you first get started on, or maybe how to network with people, you know, oh, yeah. those kinds of things, as yeah. opposed to just, here's a, a room and some free drinks, go network. And good luck. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Like Peloton does it by, they always at every intro, they're like, they explain every part of the bike, this knob increases your resistance. This is cadence. This is your number. This is your output. And like, I'm like, sometimes I'm, I, I'm like, yeah, like I, what's great is there's a skip intro button for anyone who knows <laughs> that stuff. So it's like, Hey, I know what I'm doing. Get me beyond this. But what's interesting too, is every, every once in a while I'll be in a class and they'll be like, and yeah, if this is your first time on the bike and I'm like, I chose the hardest drum and bass, like driving 180 beats per minute like this is gonna kill me i know kind of class i'm like or or i'll get to the end and i'll be like you know and they'll shout out ben Ellis will be like shout outs to you know to, to brant it's his first time on the bike and i'm like dying and i'm like <laughs> i've been doing this for three months every single day and that dude's right. doing it for the first time like oh my gosh heck yeah like it makes you feel like yeah really really a part of it um yeah do we uh do we want to talk about technology at all we talked about pivot or like, gonna, like yeah, what, what more, aspect? I, no, I was I, gonna say I mean, I, you got more accessibility. In, um, no, no, that's fine. Now. That's that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Moving, moving well, I, I figure like I was thinking about like the technology piece. So we we're talking about like the high, the 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 um, the the shout outs and things like that. So one interesting thing is that all these instructors have, I think, like a custom version of the bike that have like the leaderboard on it. So 
let, let me back up. So I think part of the Peloton is that their technology is also really well designed to gamify what you're doing. So I think one interesting thing about Peloton is that they found a way to make it not just like you're getting on a bike and someone's talking to you, but there's social aspects to it, which who like who would have ever told you, you know, 20 years ago? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, we're going to design like, you know, a social experience for when people are on a bike with each other. You'd be like, you're you're ridiculous. But Peloton, it, I think it's does called a, riding a bike yes. with each other. <laughs> yeah. Outside. Or, <laughs> or going like on a bike ride together. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, so but I think one of the cool things they've done is they've incorporated a couple of features like the leaderboard, for example, shows you how like how much you're outputting compared to other people. You can filter that leaderboard by your friends or people of similar age range that you are and things like that um, I think that's cool one of my favorite features is when you're in a class that's on demand and you're in the class with somebody is that you can high-five people like you tap on their face and you literally just send them a high-five and then they have and then it shows up on your screen in a feed on the left side it says this person high-five did you want to high-five them back and like I, that's one of my favorite things to do is get in a class and everyone some of them are t near the end some people are in the middle I can see like now with the the strive score how hard people are working to like you can sometimes see like how, if they're in the red hard rate orange you know things like that so I literally just go high five high five and I try to high five every single person in the room and then your feed just blows up with them all high five me back and it's such like a great dopamine release to like to be like oh yeah I just feel like I'm there with people you know and I never thought I would ever say that that was one of my favorite things about the Peloton, but I think that technology is so simple. Tap on someone's face, send them a high five, they can high five you back instantly. It's so cool. Well, it's another great example of creating connections between audiences. You know, you're, you're creating a connection between not only people in the room who also have that ability to do so, creating connections between the other people at home and, again, with the instructor themselves who's constantly shouting people out, there's Will, he's on his hundredth ride, yay, everybody. And then everyone in the room goes, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. So creating those connections. I did want to, I remembered one little thing there that, that you said in the last segment there. I just want to tee off on, again, on events, especially online events. I want the skip in button because oh, the number of times where I've been on a platform something's gone wrong I've been booted and then I have to sit there and watch the little intro video again of how to use the platform how to do you know I'm not naming anybody names but I've definitely <laughs> seen that where you have to sit through the little intro thing every time you log into the platform <laughs> like, no skip intro skip, skip intro skip intro give those advanced people uh, the option to do advance um, what other cool things? How do we I... do that in person? How do yeah. I skip, <laughs> skip, skip intro? Skip it's kind of like, boo, get off the stage, right. hurry up. The, the, um, the, 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 the 28 you... minutes of sponsors uh, talking before the keynote speech. Yeah, it's like skip I intro. decide to stay in the hallway and do the hallway conversation and walk in mm -hmm. a little bit later. <laughs> um, one other cool feature that I really like, too, is the ability that you can video chat with your friends while you're on the bike too like and i think this is like an example that there's kind of like layers to this right you can go on the bike and just ignore everybody and just do your thing in fact you can hide the leaderboard hide the high fives all those things like that you have that option so you can just go in and get your content and get out then there's like probably most people they leave the leaderboard open they're high-fiving a couple people that high-five them back then there's like me who goes and high-fives everybody but then there's like this almost more intimate level which is like anyone you're friends with that you follow on and it's a very simple kind of like twitter follow system we follow they can follow you back but if you're both following each other and you see that they're in a class with you even if it's on demand 
you can literally tap on their name and hit video call and then bring up the feed and literally see each other and talk to each other while you're biking. Of course, most of the time you're working your butt off so you don't really get to talk. But I did that for a little while when I was working out with some friends and they were trying to get back in the swing of the Peloton. And they said it was incredibly motivating just to be on the video chat um, together. And I thought that was so cool to be able to do that. And I thought, you know, we probably need options like that. If there's even if it's on demand content for events is the ability for people to even if it's on demand, still be almost semi-live together um, and enjoy that content together. And I think that can be a really, really cool thing to almost have a shared experience that isn't always 100% live. You see more and more companies experimenting with this concept of uh, together alone, you know, that, mm-hmm. that we're, you know, watching the same movie at the same time from our homes, yeah. but we have the ability to send each other emojis and talk about it and have that kind of thing uh, where we're, but, you know, you touched on one other thing there that I think it's really important is each one of those levels is a level of comfort. And mm-hmm. so being able to, you know, I can, if I want to ignore the leaderboard, I swipe it away and I can focus on the thing that I'm doing. But, you know, if that's motivating to me, okay, let's bring it back. Like you said, you can filter for, okay, I'm getting destroyed by everybody that's <laughs> out there. Let's go for men over 40 in the Midwest, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And then, but then, you know, that next level of I'm not only going to uh, be, you know, I'll just touch briefly on this. I don't think we need to go too deeply in it, but there's also like the tribe within the tribe, right? So there's the Peloton tribe, yeah, which is yeah. very vocal and love, you know, love their love their Peloton and they tend to evangelize about it, which annoys the people who aren't part of it. But then within Peloton, you know, there's there's hashtags and there's like inside inside yeah. uh, tribes of the people, you know, there's there's event profs on Peloton, you know, there's all kinds of folks oh, yeah. that are on there and they have their own hashtag and they start to come together as a community within the community. And then, like you say, if you really want to take it to the next level, you can get to the point where you're huffing and puffing and you can see each other on camera and all that kind of stuff. But it's all opt in. None of that stuff is turned on, you know, either. like they'll have the leaderboard stuff on there. But like you say, every time they start with the thing saying, if that's not your bag, swipe it away. If you don't want to see it, double tap, everything goes away. So really making sure that people are the control a lot of this is about self-control as I'm kind of thinking it through. It's about self-control for the attendee to be able to help mold their experience in a way that's going to be beneficial to them. I, I think you bring up a really good point about uh, the the idea of the hashtags too. I've completely forgot about them for a second. I'll give one critique. We've been praising Peloton a lot, so it's time to finally like. Oh, I've got I've got some too. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. But I do think they could do the hashtags in the communities inside the community a little bit better. Like basically, the option is when you set up a profile, you can make hashtags, you can explore them, see who's in them, and then when you hop on the bike on the bike for like in the morning before you start the class, it says like. Um, hey, here's all your hashtags are working out. And it literally just says like five people in the hashtag are working out right now. I think they could do such a better job like trying to connect attendees to each other because that's one piece that's really missing. You can connect your Facebook to it to find which friends you have already. You can talk about Peloton all the time. You eventually discover Brent has a Peloton and then you follow each other, you know. But if I, for example, want to find somebody who's like me, who's working out every single day around the time I'm working out, that I, I want to do some of these maybe co-working on, maybe compete to see who beats each other on the board, incredibly difficult. Like really hard to find that like to 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 discover new people or make a new relationship inside the Peloton app outside of the class as a whole, you know? Um, so I think there's some huge opportunity they could have on there to be like, have a leaderboard within the, the, the event profs community or, you know, uh, the ability for me to see, you know, who takes similar classes to me in the event profs community to, again, 
further connect people to just bring you further in. And I don't know what Peloton's like a uh, 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 commitment or like uh, how often, like how what the churn looks like for attendees. But I think the more, again, you intertwine people together and intertwine them into the great technology, the more they just don't leave. And so I think that's something that's really important to think about too when it comes to your, your events. That's a great idea. And I'm sure, I'm sure they're looking at it and it's probably trying to find a balance again of that opt-in where you don't want, especially when anytime the internet is involved, uh, <laughs> you know, you don't want any unwanted attention. Um, just because I happen to be working out at the same time as you do, doesn't mean I want to have anything to do with you. So finding a way to True. balance that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're looking at it and, you know, is there a possibility to, to, uh, further refine and connect folks? So I got a couple quick fire technology things I really like too about Peloton that people can bring into events. So um, this is actually a newer feature, I think in the last years, they have the ability that you can find classes and do two different options that I love. One is that I can schedule the class for a time that I wanna do it and put it in it, puts it, I wish it put in my calendar, that'd be even better. Peloton, please do that. But it puts it in your app, so then that way I can schedule it. And that's also how you can send a link to your friends to say, hey, I'm working on 6 a.m. tomorrow with you know Ben Aldis doing a, you know, a house ride, come join me. And then they can come in the exact time and sync up perfectly. So cool to do that. But one of the features I absolutely love is the ability to build stacks. So, um, and what's crazy is this wasn't a feature until like last year. I don't know how they existed as a company for years without this feature, but let's say for example, I want to do a warm up ride, then do a main ride and then do a cool down ride and then do a stretch. And then I want to meditate afterwards before you had to go and find every single one of those, come back to it, find it, go. And that's like a couple seconds in between where sometimes you want to kind of like flow between things. Now they have the ability. You can go and hit add to stack, reorder stack and hit go. And then when you get done with one class or one thing, it takes says, Hey, do you want to continue to stack and continue moving on? And I bet you that I wonder what their stats look like, but I bet you they've gone from having people who came and did one class or one or two classes. Now are doing three, four. So that people are enjoying the content and getting even more content. Um, on there too. So I think there's some some huge opportunities for platforms and t uh, event props to think about the fact that even if it's on demand and I'm not live, you need to make it so if I'm ready to binge watch that Netflix show, I can do it for as long or as short as I want to and you can keep giving me more content, exposing me more content. Yeah, I want to be able to select. I mean, we, I mean in the in-person event app experience we you know we've we've had for quite yeah, some time the ability yeah. the ability yeah. to ch choose your schedule say i want to go to this breakout and then this breakout and it puts it all together but yeah being able to stack that up in the on demand world would be really nice as well saying and yeah basically you're creating a custom youtube playlist of yeah of exactly the event and, yeah youtube's q feature is so i uh, so will probably won't do an episode on it but like youtube's q feature is one of the greatest inventions ever i can go in and like just find videos just keep adding to the queue adding to the queue people can join a television and add to the queue so so we can all participate in it. But like when I got an iOS device, that's the one feature I miss. Um, on my iPad, I can't add things to a queue. So I literally sit here, I'm like, so I'm on my iPad, which is basically like a television, I can't add to a queue. And I'm like, so frustrated. And I bet you my watch time is way lower because I have to individually pick each video versus like build me a, build my playlist and just go. So. Yarp. A little side topic on that. One. Yeah. Well, I wanted to throw in, you know, I, you know, you, we'd mentioned trying to not be entirely praising, you know. So, the, you know, one of the things that I think uh, also applies to our events is is being careful not to innovate for the sake of innovation. Mm. Um, so, so on the negative side, there was there was some some public, uh, you know, it was in the it was in the news. Uh, Peloton got in trouble because of their treadmills. Mm -hmm. uh, 
called really uh, in a, in a yeah, really uniquely called the tread. Um, <laughs> but but you know part of why it was called the tread was because they actually went with a very different design, and it looked really cool. Um, uh, you know, but basically otherwise had all the same features as a regular treadmill, you know, the, including the ability to rapidly and easily go up and down in speed, go up and down in, uh, you know, elevation, all of the usual stuff. But they made the, 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 the deck like a tank tread that could, you know, you, it, would, it would just roll around like a tank tread um, where it's segmented like that. Mm-hmm. And it looked cool, um, I, you know, and it made it look cool. And so you could charge a lot of money for it. And those things were like four grand yeah. up, uh, possibly. I don't remember off the top of my head. But so they clearly put a lot of time and effort into the visual look of, of the device without thinking about the fact that treadmills are designed the way that they're designed for a reason, which is to have that nice, you know, skinny uh, material, you know, that just rolls around on rollers and goes underneath and then comes back up the other end. And they're, they're, they're closed on the bottom. For safety. For, for safety. And they, the tread was not closed on the bottom. And so it was this basically this big exposed tread that went along the bottom of the of the it's like device. a conveyor belt almost yeah looking. and then back back up on on the top and that's the way the first treadmills were designed in like 1950 Hermaher or you know earlier than that and for many 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 years now they've had closed bottoms um, well they didn't on this and so as a result Fortunately, my understanding is nobody was killed, but there were several children who basically got sucked underneath this thing um, mm-hmm. because, you know, no one was in the room and they accidentally turned it on. And, you know, instead of having a closed bottom, it just drags you underneath it like a tank tread. And so it's a cautionary tale, obviously, for mechanical engineering and design. But I think there's an, the analogy for the event, for event world is innovation is great. You know, look for ways to bring spice and, and, and newness and freshness to your event, but don't innovate for the sake of innovation. Always be coming from a, a purpose, a, you know, some, a problem you're trying to solve, uh, a goal, your goals and objectives, all the usual stuff that we talk about here all the time. Rather than, there was no reason to design it that way other than <laughs> it looked cool. There was no practical reason to do it that way um, that I can think of. And so don't just innovate for innovation's sake because people might get hurt. <laughs> That's so true. That's uh, a very, very cautionary tale. Cause yeah, like if anything in the production world, do you learn this? Uh, you gotta be careful sometimes. <laughs> Most of the time, yeah, all of the time you have to be careful, but you, you, if you try to push the limits too far, it definitely can lead to, to safety results. Um, it's, it's, it's why I always say, and I'll continue to say it till probably to my dying death that I would <laughs> rather see old technology used well than new technology used just because it's new. 100%. Um, one interesting thing, well, you got any other gripes that you don't, that, let's continue down the-, the, the, the They're the, so the... minor and have more to do with uh, the, you know, the, the actual fitness side <laughs> itself. But, you know, to, just to stretch it a little bit, you know, on the Apple side, you know, I've been doing a lot of weight training stuff and I wish that, and I don't think they do this in Peloton either. I just wish they would say what the weights are in the description so oh yeah it's weights or no weights basically in apple there's you know there's usually three instructors and so that way they can have the primary instructor they can have someone who's going a little heavier and someone who's going a little lighter oh it's like on a class they have three people going simultaneously they'll have three so there'll be a main instructor and then two in the background used doing like revised moves uh if you have lower range of motion again very inclusive right so 
you could step in on any of them and be able to do it. The um, but what I wish they would do is on the dumbbells say, you know, Bettina is using seven pound and fifteen pound. Uh, Chris is in the background. He's using, you know, ten and twenty, and then you know the third person is using like uh, you know something in between there, so that I could get my weights out in advance. Mm. Rather than waiting for them to get in the class and be like, today I'm using a seven pound and a 15. It's like, okay, now and I got to go get it. Well, it's that idea too, like virtual event content is like, if you need materials that someone needs, put it in the session description yeah. that you need that sort of stuff. That's right. It's a bit of a stretch, but it, there's a lesson even there too. <laughs> uh, I'll add into one, uh, well, I'll add a positive thing that they, they do is related to like knowing going ahead is also create a great filter system. Like Peloton does a good job where you can filter not only by instructor, by rating, by newest, by um, hardest, easiest. And they do hardest and easiest by doing like a, a rating scale and stuff like that. But giving the ability to give that additional filter and content lets people find exactly what they need quicker. Um, and then one of my favorite things saying, haven't taken, have taken, like, oh my gosh, like to be able to filter out everything I've already seen and already know about, like, get that out of my way. I want to focus on stuff I don't know about yet. Um, yeah. What else you got? Is that the smallest, the, the, the small one? I got I, I think I said the grapes, the grapes get smaller and less, less, having <laughs> okay. to do, less having to do with events as we go on. So, all right. So I, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, I got one, something I do like, um, that I think is really worth uh, mentioning too, that people can apply to Peloton. So you just mentioned the tread being really expensive. Like for anyone who doesn't have a Peloton, if you're still listening to this, you probably own a Peloton because I don't know anyone who would listen talk about Peloton for <laughs> this long now. But I do think it's important that if you don't own a Peloton, and one of your the biggest gripes I hear is it's so expensive, right? It's very expensive. And I'm not gonna lie, it's a premium product. It's Apple. It's like, you know, you got to go down, like be ready for that. But I think one thing, and this will hook me and I'll admit this on air is that I ended up doing the affirm route. And that's how I got actually piqued my interest was that my friend said, yeah, it's great. You can do affirm, which to be to, to everyone know it's not free money it is going on your credit report and things like that so talk to your do your financial stuff right but you have the ability to sign up for this product pay nothing now and zero percent interest and then spread it across multiple months this is a very new concept of buy now pay later a firm is uh trying to integrate with everything best buy does this amazon i think does this now like almost everybody does buy now pay later Consider that if you're going to do a registration system, do that for your attendees too. Because I bet you so many people signed up for Peloton. I don't know, again, if they're the most active users yet. But you will get more people in the door to say, like, look, you can commit to this with buy now, pay later, 0% interest, you know, 0% down. And they can commit to it right away. And, you know, as somebody who literally just launched registration for an event yesterday, I bet you we would have gotten way more attendees who said, I want to get in. I want to make sure I get a ticket. I want to opt in at that lower price but I just can't put all the money up front immediately. And so with how a lot of these systems are integrated, and again, if you have, we'll talk probably more about registration back on the Ventech podcast soon, but that's a feature to look for in your registration system or your payment processing system like Stripe is do they offer a buy now, pay later? Because I think that's one reason why Peloton is so accessible to everybody even if you can't afford the bike 100% upfront, you have this ability to spread it out over the course of uh, you know months, years, whatever you want to do as well. And I think that's a great um, thing that really, I think Peloton was one of the first companies to, to do that, to, to, to bring on in. So I think that's a great thing to consider for your registration, for your payment processing in the future too. 
you know, I heard I heard a really good thing uh, recently, and I wish I could remember whose event it was and who said it. But basically, rather than changing the pricing of their events, so having the early bird pricing and then the this pricing and then the day of pricing and all of that kind of stuff, instead they issued a coupon code at the beginning. Uh, you know, early on when you would do that initial pricing, and that and that coupon code slowly reduced. Oh, in interesting. Pricing. So rather than having to constantly go in and change the price on the event, the event price was the same. But if you got in really early, you know, it was thirty percent off, and then six months, you know, two months later, it was twenty percent, and then twenty fifteen percent, and then five. And so the closer you got, it was just that the coupon was worth less and less and less. And I thought that was a really simple yet effective twist on yeah. on the whole like early bird pricing thing. And so to your point of the whole affirm thing is that, yeah, then so what you could do is say, okay, if you lock in at this time, your coupon is good. You don't, you still don't pay, you know, until right before the event, um, you know, but you know, if you, if you lock in now, your coupon is good. Or, or like you say, offer you know, offer the ability to pay it off over time or something along those lines. But by doing it that way, You've got people forward thinking, which is always good. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I might want to, you know, go to that conference or that kind of thing. Um, and then you've also then got them registered already, which is another step towards, you know, okay, now all I have to do is just pay it off at some point. Well, it's helpful too, because like a lot of these firms, they'll just give you them. They'll be like, okay, cool. Then they literally pay you as the vendor, like as the, the company, they'll pay you the money. And then they worry about the financing, collecting the money, which is super nice. And you, you bring up this good point too, like the coupon card totally is doable. Cause you can also like, we, we talked about this on event icons episode with HubSpot when we talked about the inbound conference, they said, what we asked them, what was the number one thing that sold tickets? And you know, I'm expecting HubSpot, the probably one of the greatest marketing companies to exist now ever. And I started to say like, oh, we did social media retargeting of this and this. And they said, no, we tried everything. Number one thing that sold tickets is the tiers, but do the tiers of the coupons and make it so that limited quantity and that time goes out. Because when people know that the price is just about to go up, they always buy more tickets. And so there's your one event marketing tip for, for event tech podcast right now is just use those tiers in that system and the coupon idea to get people to be interested in going to that next level and seeing the, the, the shortness of when things are going to happen. So Yarp. Um, I got one last thing I think I really love about Peloton is the uh, achievement system. Like the badges are really, really cool. And we, we, I think one of the things that we, we kind of forget about, I guess it's because we haven't been going as many in-person events as we used to, but like literally badges at conferences are like sometimes so important, right? Like everyone loves the board member badge, that ribbon they can put below. They, they love the idea of getting the speaker badge. And I think that stuff is really cool to put on. And Peloton does it incredible. They give you a badge when you get your first ride. So you get that rush of dopamine, you get a sticker that says first ride. When you hit 100, you hit this thing called Century Club, um, which is like a very nerdy way of internally in Peloton. Basically, once you hit 100 of a ride, they send you a shirt. A lot of times the instructors are shouting you out once you hit that. They're like, happy century. You know, it's like a very big part of it. But I think that if you're doing an event, you're obviously going to have badge ribbons and things like that. But think about that virtually too. And um, Kyle and I were talking about this. And damn, we should have had Kyle on the podcast today because we were talking about, we're like, why do these platforms not do that? Why do they not make it like similar to Facebook groups where like you get a badge when you're like the conversation starter or you're the content sharer or things like that? Like give these badges because then people wear them like pride so much when it comes to these things. And I think that's a huge opportunity. Like right now I'm like 
trying to get like a couple more badges that I specifically want. You get ones for specific like special events they do. I think they just kill it and they make it like it's such a great dopamine rush when you get to the end. Not only can you like PR and do better, but you have this opportunity to get this like intangible thing that costs you no money as a planner to do, but then you can hand out and it gives more attachment to what to what you're trying to accomplish. It's another great example of gamification. It's another great example of stickiness, you know, keeping you, you know, keeping you there, keeping you part of the program. Um, a lot of times on both of these applications, they'll they'll just opt you in, like, you know, in a good way in, yeah. in this instance of like, hey, great, we're doing this challenge. And then if you make any of the milestones on that challenge, then they're like, oh, you already made a milestone on that challenge. And they'll just kind of subtly keep reminding you that you're actually advancing on it which kind of makes you want to actually, uh, you know, maybe you didn't start the intent of doing that challenge over the course of the month, but now I'm like halfway there. I, I, I guess I probably should, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. And so being able to uh, subtly motivate uh, in a good way, that again, that it's, it's an opt-in in a good way kind of thing. And then if you know, clearly if you're not making anywhere near it, you know, they don't keep reminding you about it and they don't make you feel bad when you don't get it. Yes, um, yeah. they just, it just quietly goes away. But if you're making anywhere, if you're anywhere near one of those challenges, it'll pop up on my watch and be like, you know, you're, you're almost there. You're, you you're know, almost you're a right, bronze, you're, you're almost pace. a silver, yep. you're almost gold. Yep. Yeah. I love that so much. I think their gamification is really classy. It doesn't feel overdone. It feels like you want to move towards it. And again, choose your own adventure if you don't care about it so i'm sure there's some people that don't care about it at all so man i think we beat peloton we got a lot of good juice out of this one I, like i said you know when we suggested it it was kind of a joke um but the more that i thought about it i was like there's actually a lot of a lot there there uh, regardless of uh, again kind of the evangelistic side of peloton um just being able to look at it objectively and say yeah there's some pretty good ideas going on here and that's why they're so sticky and why that community is so, uh, you know, vocal about their love for the product. Just like a lot, you know, you mentioned Apple many times, you know, you hear that a lot there too, of just people who are just very vocal about their love of the product, uh, both premium products, a lot of similarities there, uh, not for everybody, but a lot of things that can still be learned. Definitely, definitely. I'd love to hear from the audience, you know, if this is, um, if you don't have a Peloton and you listen to this entire episode, you're awesome. Um, I would love to know what you learned. If you if you learned something that about this, this, this thing everyone else is talking about that you can apply to your events. But I also want to hear also from my Peloton uh, users that are out there too. Like, was there something that we missed that you're like, oh, this can be applied to events? Shoot us an email, eventtechpodcast at helloendless.com. We'd love to hear from you as always. We read every email. Every email. Well, thank in fact, you so I'm getting I'm getting a million dollars from someone I didn't even know. Apparently, it was a mistake in a check. <laughs> uh, I just got to send him a, a small fee, and and uh, and we're going to get a million dollars for the show. <laughs> that he's gonna then he's gonna wire it to you right after you send him the twenty thousand yeah. dollars. right? yeah, we're okay. all good. Cool. We'll be set. Excellent, excellent. New sponsor. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you, everyone. Brant, thank you so much. The awesome conversation. I'm, I'm sure we'll have even more after this as well to talk about. So, thank you so much for joining me as always. Always, always. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for having uh, us listen and blab you off for an hour. We'll see you all soon next time on the Event Tech Podcast. Event Tech out. <laughs> if, if you can't be good, be careful. There you go. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the Event Tech Podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. 
Also be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. Ask a follow-up question or let us know about some event tech we need to talk about. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast.